your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Did you have the Facebook ones handy, or do you want me to read them off? Yeah, I have them right here. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you want to just jump into those. Okay, so one of the first ones we got was from uh, so you, uh, Stitch uh, SK Hobbies. So <clears throat> I believe it was this. Yeah, it's a kind of it's a it's a winded one. So we'll go. We'll just dive right into it. <laughs> Hey guys, I have a couple of questions if you all have time to answer for me. First off, love the podcast. Been listening to it since September of last year. And as of today, I finally caught up on all the episodes. All good stuff. Three exclamation points. I can't wait for your your 100th episode live this Friday. I will be on and watching. I got in the RC hobby almost 30 years ago, but only just started in the crawling slash trailing in September of 2021. I kicked myself in the butt for not doing it sooner. Uh, LOL. I'm working on two separate builds from Builders Kits, the SCX-10 2 Builders Kit for my wife and the Enduro Builders Kit 2 for me. I'm sure Adam will be able to answer questions for the Axial, but I'm working on a startup budget build for both startup, yeah, budget build for both rigs. Currently, both are running the following electronics, ESC, Hobbywing 1080, Motor, Holmes Hobbies, Crawlmaster Sport, uh, 540 Brushed Electric, 16 uh, Turn, Steering Servo, MKS, servos uh the hbl 550 uh the um i think you meant to say the budget build portion is pretty much completed um i'm working on more of the plan for the future with this build uh one of your past episodes you talked about waiting for pretty much both rigs uh from what i got out of it was really not to go overboard with brass and i believe you all mentioned using only brass slash weighted wheels wheel hexes is there anything else uh, that <clears throat> along that line that may be recommended for weight in the front? I'm looking at staying with the 60-40 split and also keeping the weight down uh, overall on both rigs. I am uh, going to try and keep both rigs as close to stock as I can, but also work on scale factor but performance in mind. But I have heard that people do complain about the shocks for the SCX-10 2 leaking and don't perform very well. What are your thoughts um, on replacing those? For the axial, the element shocks, I'll be keeping on the Enduro. I have not heard anything bad about those rims. I'm using the Enjora RC rims, the four-piece, uh, one-nines, um, beadlock, and the Proline Cam 3 G8 tires. Okay, now I've gotten a long-winded. Uh, I've gotten to be long-winded. Sorry, guys. Love the show. See you all Friday night live. Regards, uh, Vance Stitch, a.k.a. SK Hobbies from Arizona. So... Thanks, fans. I do got to say, as far as electronics go, um, he's got a pretty good, you know, setup. I'm actually really impressed that he went with the MKS 550 because that's typically the next step up from what most people usually gravitate to when they go to MKS. They typically start with like the DS 1220 because it's much more yeah. uh, budget friendly. 
but the 550 uh in my opinion is like the ultimate all around the price point is you know right in the ballpark and it's a great servo for what you're uh for what you're paying um motor i would have i mean i get you're you're trying to fund two rigs so it's going to get pricey um if you want a little more performance i would step up out of the sport series um and probably go with something you know i i gotta get back on there and look but i think the next step up is like the expert or pro i forget which one um but the sport is usually the non-rebuildable so if you have any issues with it you're going to be replacing the motor anyways that's why i would kind of typically go the next step up that way you can at least change out brushes and it's serviceable um esc hobbywing 1080 that's i mean a pretty solid a lot of people run the hobbywing stuff um back to the shocks though um i've always just run the stock axial shocks i know they leak um i've never really actually done anything um special uh i've heard some people use the green slime and throw it in there um and you know put it all back together and they don't get any i think that's what it is what's the Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. and then um yeah as far as wheel weights and stuff um i mean brass hexes will add some um if you're trying to add weight down low, I know there's brass um, diff covers and stuff. Uh, what you really want to get away from is just overbearing, you know, brass. You don't really want to just like, there's, what did I see? I saw something the other day. Somebody posted up something. I think it was like they were building out their, their SCX24 and they literally had or every piece of brass possible. Oh, no. It was a Traxxas. It was a yeah. T-Rex 4. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I shared it to you guys. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's when you go overboard yeah there's such a thing as too much with all of this stuff like there's there's definitely like a point where you start going backwards performance wise instead of forwards here yeah um but um yeah the 60 40 split though is pretty if you can keep it like that i think you're gonna get like a great crawling performance out of it because it'll be just heavy enough up front to kind of pull you up over, but it's not going to be, you know, too heavy to where, you know, you're going to start doing a, you know, end over coming down something. Consider the body weight too, you know, what, what are you adding? Cause I mean the weight distribution across some of the bodies is quite different as well. So what you set up as like a 60, 40 is a bare chassis on the bench you may nullify in some way, depending on what kind of body you plan to run on it. So that's something to factor in as well. And another thing too, when it comes to like brass and stuff like that, if, if you're adding weight, try and make it like a rule to where you're not adding any weight above the top of your wheel. You know, like you want to try and keep everything as low as possible. So you use like beef patties or those Amazon brake rotor weights, you know, use something like that. That's pretty much the only kind of weight I run anymore. I don't run any brass, anything else other than just either brass or stainless wheel weights. Um, none of the bumper mounts or diff covers or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just try and think about, you know, the more add, the more weight you're adding up high, it's going to get super tippy. So, I mean, just as rule of thumb, just 
try and keep in mind, you know, don't go above the top of your wheel when you're adding weight. Otherwise, you're going to start creating problems. Yeah. And then another thing you can do, too, if you ever want to upgrade those wheels, um, anybody who actually machines a uh, aluminum wheel, uh, like CNC custom wheels, um, I think Spec RC and Vision RC, I think, is another one that just started doing all that. Those actually add a significant amount of weight because it's a solid chunk of aluminum. Whereas, like, I have a set of VP wheels that are aluminum, and you put those next to one of, like, my CNC custom wheels. The CNC custom wheels weigh almost twice as much as the Vanquish do just because the way they machine them, it's just you're getting different amount of material there. So you can actually get some weight there as well. That's a good point. Yeah, our test trucks don't have any weight on them other than just what the wheels weigh. That's it. But I hope that answers your question. Thanks for listening. Um, it's always like interesting to hear people that go, yeah, I basically binged listen to everything. <laughs> that's some commitment, man. Like that's that's hours and hours and hours of your life that you just spent listening to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. So another one we got on Facebook was from Gabriel Holland, and uh, he said, I have a few questions for you guys for episode 100 with a lot of party favor emojis. Do you guys like magnetic body mounts? Do you have a favorite setup? I like the idea of not using body pins and having holes in Lexan. Just want to know what you recommend. Hmm. Um, I've done everything from magnets to Velcro to... Um, and as of lately, like I haven't done anything to my, uh, 10.3 because the 10.3 has the hidden or whatever you want to call them, hidden reverse, you know, body posts. So they actually go down instead of up. So you never see them anyways. Um, but yeah, Velcro gets finicky because if you buy like super crazy industrial Velcro, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble trying to pull it apart. And sometimes like, you know, you start flexing the body and if the paint's not the greatest, it'll peel off. Um, And then you have the other um, scenario where when you start doing water crossings, it gets wet and then it doesn't really want to hold that well. So Velcro can be muddy. Yeah. Yep. So Velcro can be finicky. Magnets are cool. Um, The only I'm trying to think the only way I like magnets is if you're going to make something where the magnets almost like captured. So that way it doesn't slide around because you could be, you could have magnets on there and you can brush up against a rock and it'll shift your body uh, to one side or the other. So I just keep going back to regular body posts and clips. I've tried everything and I I just haven't had very good luck. I mean, I'm, there's probably better magnets out there. I haven't tried the ones that Night Customs recommends. Um, at some point, I'll give the, those a shot, but I, I just gave up on it. I was so tired of having body come off on harder hits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and like I was saying, it all really depends on like like the style of rig too because um, like you do something like this is more performance-based. That's just got standard body pose because I don't want the body coming off. Yeah. So it's kind of like a there's there's a purpose uh, built factor that goes into it as well. I mean, magnets and stuff are really cool for the builds that I mean, 
are just going to live in a steel garage, really, you know, and you're just trying to make it as, you know, as visually appealing as possible. But it is so hard to, like, get it right and consistent enough to where it's like worth it practically too that's like even that's like kind of an oversight with velcro too because it's hard even just aligning velcro right like all the other issues that i'm adding you know mentioned aside like just applying something with velcro and keeping it straight and aligned is kind of hell in most cases so yeah it's hard to be precise okay um i'm just hopping on to instagram um, so we have, so it's, uh, espionage studio, I believe is, uh, yeah. Um, says, uh, thanks guys. Love the show. Congrats on making it to episode hundred. In a previous episode, I heard you discussing a little bit on the hobby wing axe system and wanted to ask if any of you had used it and how does it compare to other high end brushless systems on the market? I got the feeling that you were mostly bashing on it because it was a hobby wing product and also because the. Uh, proprietary way that it has to use the axe motors with their axe esc um and he actually says i admit it's not really ideal uh i have a 550 axe r2 foc uh 3300 kv setup in my mostly stock trx for sport with a larger spur and a smaller 11 tooth pinion i was more concerned with steady slow crawl than i was a top speed and this thing delivers what i love the most about the setup is the way that it crawls so smoothly and steadily when I approach an obstacle at low speed it barely pull the trigger and hold the same position. The truck crawls slowly and then maintains the speed up and over when descending. Uh, and then when descending, it doesn't uh, coast or speed up at all on the way down. It is so cool to watch and unlike most other rigs that use different systems that I have personally seen on videos which tend to get pulled by gravity and speed up almost out of control in some cases, I believe this is due to their FOC tech. So my question, <clears throat> my questions are, have any of you actually used the Axe system and what didn't you like about it? I thought it was good. I bought a 540 setup and put it in a new build but also considered the Tekken or Holmes Hobby stuff. In your experience, do other systems like the Tekken Slate RX4 combo offer the same incredible low speed steady crawl? How about while descending? Thanks, guys. Cheers to you. I'll post a YouTube link below if you want to check out some slow crawling action. Cool. Uh, I don't think we ever really bashed on it. I don't remember. I mean, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. We talked about the downsides to having a motor ESC combo as far as like replacing stuff when it fails and things like that but i mean i, I don't really remember like bashing on it or but anything. isn't isn't the axe a separate system though that's not the combo unit isn't it or wait no yeah no what i have fusion a is the I? combo that's i don't remember right. I, mean, I don't know anything about the axe so not a thing. so so I think I've mentioned the axe maybe in the past because i know elio runs it and he's a big fan of it um I think in a lot of it comes down to um, it, it is, I guess, it's pretty user-friendly. I mean, for the most part, it's pretty much plug-and-play. Um, so I think, like, what he's getting with that slow crawl and stuff, that's already all kind of, like, pre-programmed into the unit. Sure. So you're not having to deal with, you know, having to set it up, like if you had a Tekken or a Holmes. Um, mm -hmm. But like I said, I've never run it, so I can't really speak on, you know, what it is. I'm just saying... You know, that's kind of like what I'm getting out of it. Um, and then I'll also be honest, I think that it's a price point thing. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive. There's no question about that. I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I if someone 
can, I mean, the listeners tend to keep a better like collection of what we've said than we do, I think. But the, uh, I, I can't really recall anything negative that we've said about the Axe Pro in the past or anything like that. I mean, I certainly have nothing negative to say about Hobbywing in general. I mean, I don't think they make anything bad. Um, you know, so not 100% sure um, in what that's referenced to. But I mean, you know, it, it's everyone's like take and feel on some of these systems is a little bit different. I mean, I, I would believe those claims and like how smooth they are. I mean, you can get everything to feel relatively similar or, or they'll feel completely different to people. I mean, it's, it's honestly pretty subjective. Um, but. Now, like if I want to double back and kind of like say that thing about like the plug and play, um, Cause like I've heard like, for instance, you know, Elio puts it in his rig and he runs it and he can, um, adjust the, what is it? The throttle yeah. rate on his controller and the thing will just crawl and it'll just stay like that. And like I said, I, I think that has to do with just the way it's programmed out of the box. Whereas like, you know, if I throw, like I have a Holmes hobbies, um, you know, brushless system in my truck and right out of the box, the thing will just drive almost like you're driving a slash because you didn't go in there and adjust any of the settings. Now the only kind of like, you know, setup you're going to get is whatever your, um, you know, your pinion and your spur setup is, you'll get something out of that. But like now I go in and I mess with the throttle curve, you know, at what, at what point when I'm pulling the throttle, how much, you know, will it actually, what percentage will be there? Um, and that can totally change the way something crawls too. So, um, and not to say that you can't tune, you know, the hobby wing stuff. I know you can. I think they have that. Um, it's kind of like a field card kind of yeah. thing, like you can do it, you know, on the fly. Um, I'm just saying, I think for usability, it just comes out of the box, pretty much dialed in for your average driver. Yeah, and part of it too is like, what's your initial goal in getting it, anyways? I mean, there's there is something to be said about application as well. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, again, that's just one of those things you kind of have to justify kind of spending the money on yourself. I do, the one thing I do kind of like about it is the, like, the robustness of how it's built. You know, the sensor setup is cool and everything. I mean, it's a, it's just a more modern approach to that, you know, in terms of, you know, durability, which is cool, instead of kind of like the UR-style plugs that tend to be pretty fragile. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, overall, though, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's, 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 pretty reasonable player in that game um yeah it's just the you know again you got to justify the price um it's for like the slate and rx4 combo i i i would use a rock 412 with the rx4 before i would use a slate just you know a slate motor with it I, i'm not sure why you wouldn't just use the teak and motor um they work really really well together and you know, and when he was talking about like drag brake and stuff like that, most of your aftermarket ESCs, especially when you start getting into the high end brushless stuff, has adjustable drag brake and things like that. So I mean, yeah. e- even like the stock element Reedy stuff, you can adjust drag brake and stuff with on the uh, programming cards. So I mean, it's it, it's a pretty standard thing in just about everything. Um, you can like uh, 
Adam was talking about with like throttle curves and stuff like that, you can get in with, you know, some of these more expensive systems like the Tekken and stuff and just fine tune it to just a ridiculous degree. I mean, even as far as like changing the frequency of your brakes so that they're smoother, you know, like softer and stuff, it's, it's pretty wild things that you can do with it. I feel so. like the part of, part of it is driven by maybe people don't want to mess with any of that, you know? It's, it's, um, yeah, that's intimidating. I can yeah. understand. I've I've gotten into ESCs and stuff before. I've just been like, all right, this is over my head. I'm gonna <laughs> right. But I mean, that, that could be that could be a possibility as well. As you know, if you're looking for something that's like just a turnkey installation that you don't have to, you know, really mess with or tune, you know, and take you know take the dive on. Okay, well, how's this gonna work? Then I mean, I guess that's a part of it as well. I'm not sure if that's like what the appeal behind the axe is. It's kind of what it sounds like is I did. You immediately get that sort of like smoother crawl feel out of the bottom. So maybe that's, maybe that's the like supposed benefit. But I mean, yeah, that, again, that comes down entirely to like, what was your initial, like, what, what, what's it going in? You know I mean? The, the same way we respond to most of these questions is, you know, what's your intended use? Exactly. And it sounds like he wants something that's going to be like, you know, you're getting like, you know, great performance for, you know, what you're putting in there. <clears throat> and um, Jay right. actually brought up something that I forgot to touch on. Yeah. So when he's talking about like, you know, he was referring to drag brake um, when he said it speeds up when it goes down. Now you can actually, you know, go in like Jay was saying and adjust all that because like I have a couple of rigs where you got to wait to see how heavy it's going to be. Or, you know, you almost have to do some tests and it's like find something like at a, you know, like a 20 degree slope or a 30 degree slope um, or even 45 and just set the rig on there and see how fast it rolls down. If it's like cruising, then you're going to want to turn up the drag brake and then let it, you know, go for, you know, a test. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Let's see. Take a quick minute to, um, hopefully that kind of answers everything. Um, oh, were there, was there anything else from Instagram? No, that was it. Okay. Um, so that was in our, there was nothing in our actual Instagram inbox uh, that I saw. I can double check, but there was, uh, that was it. the only question we had in our actual comment section. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. Um, so I'll catch up on some of the comments real quick from the stream. So Chris Trudeau came in and said, hi, kids. Um, in response to, um, you know, Vance, uh, St Stitch's <laughs> question, um, you know, when we were talking about, like, the electronics and stuff, he said that both of the rigs in question will become uh, brushless later on. You know, he's doing both Lexan Proline bodies. Again, still kind of depends on which Proline Lexan bodies. Um, you'd be surprised how much it varies. Um, and then... <laughs> we were talking about all the, the hours that he spent listening to the show and, uh, you know, he was you know saying what he, what he said in, in response to the hours all the time that he spent listening to us. He says, I do over and over. My wife gets so mad at me on it. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Joe said magnets for drift bodies, body pins and sc or screws for crawlers. Yeah. For, yeah, for drift for drift vehicles, I could totally see that where magnets would be really appealing. Um, cause I know there's definitely kind of that scale factor as well. And also ease of access. Um, 
Yeah, Christopher Cannon says, love the act, very versatile. Um, Chris Trudeau says, I recently got an FOC and I was very impressed, but it does take a softer touch um, coming from a 1080 brush setup and it's very smooth. Um, Christopher Cannon also says that the, um, I think it was Holmes Hobby, uh, Holmes Hobby Stubby Pro 2700, if I got that right, um, is still a favorite with a Copperhead or Mamba X. See, the Copperhead is a newer Castle, if I'm not mistaken, um, ESC. That's one that I'm thinking about picking up only because Holmes Hobbies hasn't released another um, brushless controller mm. uh, or ESC uh, in a while. And I got that uh, stubby um, revolver that I want to put in that you know, uh, rig behind me. So I think I might have to just go with that in the meantime. Um, Gotcha. Um, yeah, it looks like we're caught up there. Otherwise, yeah, what's uh, what's been going on with everybody in the like last three, four weeks? We haven't actually been. <laughs> it's been a while. I can't believe uh, it's March already. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's been really busy. So, yeah. So, um, personally wise, uh, like work wise, we pretty much got like turned over our remodel um the one we've been working on for a little over a year that's finally been turned over they've moved in of course now they're finding all the little things that either they a you know want to make more changes to adjustments whatever um slash any little problem or defect that they find um because when you're working on these larger homes it's hard to you know find everything and ironically the two bathrooms we did not touch they're finding the most problems in so <laughs> we might be going back in. Go figure. But uh, yeah, uh, not as extensive, like not new tile and stuff. It's just the toilets aren't working the way they want, um, stuff like that. So, um, and then other than that, um, nothing else. I mean, if anybody follows, um, I posted up, I got new uh, wheels and tires for the truck. So uh, the other ones were kind of reaching their life, and I've always wanted to just get rid of the stock stuff. So now we're rolling on methods. I thought that it already had wheels, but then I remembered it was your Jeep. That's why I didn't like go nuts or anything. I was like, man, that looks really good. But I thought they had been on there this whole time. I didn't no. realize it. Then I saw your post on Facebook. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah. those do look really, really good on there. You got Are those the new Nittos that they've been advertising a bunch? No, so the new Nittos are the Nitto uh, Recon Grapplers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, they, they lost me on the name. I mean, it's like every single one of their tires kind of like, it's like, you know, I guess kind of makes sense. You know, the the Terra Grappler is their all-terrain. The Trail Grapplers, they're more mud terrain. Um, then there's the Ridge Grappler that I just put on, which is like their hybrid. And then they got their Mud Grappler, which is their aggressive one. Then they came out with this one which is like, that's why I'm like, you guys run out of names and they went with recon. It's supposed to be even a more hybrid tire than what I have. Bold of so them to divert from the grappler family. It still says recon grappler. Oh, okay. Never mind. It just, it's just, <laughs> it's just weird that they came up with recon grappler. Cause it's like, they're I, into it's, grappling. They really are. I feel like they could have chosen what? like anything else. <laughs> when I hear the name Grappler, what it reminds me of is that movie, The Ladies' Man, with the dude Todd and I think it was Will Ferrell and 
the other guy, but anyways, like their big thing was like Greco-Roman wrestling. Do you remember that at yeah. all with like the oil and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So every time I hear somebody say like grappler or anything like that, I just picture that movie and how ridiculous it was. So it's kind of hard for me to take their tire seriously. It's just one of those, just one of those funny words. Yeah. So, so in my, in my, I guess, automotive, you know, whatever career lifestyle lifespan um i've only run two of their uh style of tires i had a set of mud grapplers on the 94 mainly because at one point i was like you know what i just want to do it i want some obnoxiously loud tires and i had those for like two two and a half years and yeah that was the end of that and then you you remember those on joey's truck travis yeah the red Ford, he had mud grapplers on that. Those are hands down the loudest tire. Yeah. It was heard. like I was receiving tinnitus therapy every time I was in this truck. <laughs> well, <laughs> they were so yeah. bad. I had never seen well, anything like it. Yeah, like I remember. Um, so when I had those, um, my buddies used to always hear me coming down the road. They'd be like, they'd start hearing it and just be like, they'll be like dude it sounds like a plane just took off and I'm yeah, like, that's, yeah that's what it sounds like it's crazy that tread they're actually so obnoxious and they're actually fairly dangerous because like i'm somebody like so listening to that tire drone for a really long time like if you're exhausted could put you to sleep yeah. yep. and there's been a couple times where it's like i start nodding off really bad because those tires were bad and i was like okay i can't i can't do this anymore so yeah. yeah so i had those um other than that they worked really well but um i had those on the 94 and then i've this is my second set of ridge grapplers i had the ridge grapplers on my 1500 um the gmc that i sold before i got this and then now i put these on just because i love those tires they're aggressive enough like they look aggressive enough to where you're like yeah you know you're not getting mud tires but they don't look like street tires and they're quiet. I mean, those Dura tracks that were on there, the factory tires, those things were loud. I remember when I picked up my buddy from the airport, and uh, he has a um, he has an LBZ Duramax, so like, you know, it actually sounds like a diesel. And when he uh, when I first picked him up in, in mine, he was like, "Dude, you don't hear your truck at all. All you hear is tire." And I was like, "Yeah, tell me about it." So got rid of, got rid of those. And now it's, I'm super happy with it. Nice. But yeah, that's about it. What about you guys? Hmm. It's been a lot. (laughs) There's been a lot. I have been really busy on two fronts. SOR has been crazy busy working on that. And the, and then my, you know, day job, um, at free fly has been really crazy. So yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a ton of stuff. We're just deep, like really deep into a big engineering project at work for the main, the main drone platform that I'd been working on over the past couple of years. And then, um, yeah, I mean, doing, doing what we're doing with the, the element at the moment, um, for SOR has been, I mean, a big thing. We, the kind of short summary of this is we, kind of reformatted how we are doing some of like the um 
you know, how we're doing, how we're handling some things on the SOR end from like fulfillment and manufacturing and stuff. And so there's kind of been like a lot of tear up that we've been doing in the background as far as just, you know, trying to, you know, do anything we can to just continue to, you know, to scale and get better and, and be doing projects and, you know, alongside this. And we referenced Grande before, which isn't quite what that is, but that's going to be a piece of it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's been where a ton of my time has been going is basically those two things. And then just obviously trying to run the day to day. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. I can't believe we're into March already, but yeah, we're, we're getting really close, which is pretty awesome. But yeah. It's just been work on my end. I got out the other day for some photos and stuff like that. And that was really about it. Um, we got the new Huna truck sent to work, so we uh, yeah I got to play with that. That's been pretty fun. This guy right there, so that is uh, been really exciting getting to check that out and everything. And then we're going over kind of a plan as far as like media stuff for it and what all we're going to do as far as videos and things like that. So that's that's pretty fun. We'll have some pretty neat stuff to release for everybody there with that for too long and then I don't know just trying to tidy up a couple builds and things like that but mostly it's just getting orders out and getting some new products developed and stuff like that just some newer stuff for people to look at try and release a couple things each week so yeah it's really about it for me the Huna truck's going to be interesting to try and film that's a whole it's going to be a lot of like on your hands and knees or leaning <laughs> over <laughs> you yeah. know it's not like where you can like stand at eye level next to like a mound or something that thing's like on the ground so yeah it's uh it's difficult to get like good perspective shots of for sure i think it'll be cool though i think it'll be it's gonna be kind of a fun little project oh yeah absolutely it's Definitely a nice platform. I can't say enough good things about it, and I can't wait until uh, well, I can't wait to see what they end up doing with it in the future because there's going to be a ton of factory team and upgrade parts and stuff and carbon, and it's there's a lot of really neat things coming for it. But yeah. after checking this thing out, I really, really, really want to build a scale rally car out of it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, the, cool. the Tamiya project, like that, that's almost finished, and that was just kind of one of those things that, like, you just kind of have to do to check off your. I'm a RC builder slash, you know, hobbyist, and you want to check that off your list. So, that's almost done. But this thing is just wild, and I'm, I, I think it's going to be a really durable platform that would be fun for like some scale rally stuff and everything because it's, it's pretty rad. Yeah, it's a pretty robust chassis actually yeah so. it's underneath like when i picked it up out of the box as the first thing i noticed is like it's heavy like there's there's a lot there but it's got a uh, flat like deck style chassis like um one tenth scale four wheel buggies and eight scale buggies and truggies have which is pretty cool um this is actually g10 I, at first i thought it was aluminum because oh that makes sense yeah, it, it looked like it was brushed at first, and it's kind of colder compared to the rest of the plastic. And so I thought it was aluminum, and then I looked at the side of it, you know, and you can see, like, in here, 
there's kind of a white line. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, no way. That's all G10. So it's got G10 shock towers and a G10 chassis. That bed. is really cool. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a really unique design. I was fully expecting a plastic tub chassis. Yeah. I just cut some G10. I just cut some stuff out of G10 at work. That's like the first time really handling that material, and it's pretty wild. Was it stinky to cut. No, actually, it, it didn't was, smell bad. No, the the most annoying part was like carbon buildup and dust and things on the side. So I just had to like to run it run it in a tumbler for like a whole day. But right. beyond that, no, it was stuff's kind of cool, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than carbon fiber is. Yeah, definitely. It's. Uh... I don't know. Looking at this, I mean, there's there's just so many ideas that I have when I see it. But I mean, I don't know how much. Well, you can actually see quite a bit. It's got really, really good, unique diff access. Um, you can see the way the yeah. shock tower bolts on over it, um, and then you know it's that that same piece has the hinge points for the upper arms, but. Uh, Man, I mean, like, the diff access is super cool. Um, it's, what trips me out is, like, they reused the rear and front arms and reused the hubs and everything. And so it has the exact same rear hubs as the front has. So you can see it's got tie rods on the rear. And it creates um, what they call active toe. And so as it compresses more, they curve in. So it's, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, there's a lot of things on this that, uh, I don't know, it, it's like you just kind of keep noticing more and more and more. It's pretty wild. That's cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think it would make a fantastic rally car. Yeah. The suspension's really nice. It's actually got a fair amount of travel, which is really cool. So, yeah, no, it's it's pretty neat. I think it'll be a fun one. That's cool that they, like, kind of did – a deep dive on a new platform and everything though, instead of just like yeah. doing some conversion on a SC 10 and slamming it with a body and branding it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Just, this is like a whole new platform. So it judging by the features and stuff that it has, like the bolt on steering plates on the front knuckles and stuff like that. Um, it makes me feel like there's big things planned for this platform in the future, like performance-wise and stuff like that. So it, there's just so many little race car designed features on it that uh, you usually only see in like four-wheel buggies and other race rigs. So it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what they end up doing with this in the future. I want to make parts for it. I hope they catch on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Same here. I look at it and it's just like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. What I'm really excited for is when they start having clear bodies and I want to build a really nice scaled out one with an interior and seats and everything. Cool. Which is cake and touring cars because, you know, it's like they're, what, like that tall underneath. So, yeah. I mean, you've got plenty of room for an interior, which is nice. What's the wheelbase on it? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's or standard touring car wheel. What's the wheel? uh, the wheels are the wheels are pretty f- deep ops offset so I'm gonna look on their website and see really quick here that's the thing I'm kind of interested in, interested in is if like rally car bodies would be a drop on should be if I remember correctly okay 
laptop is less than ideal. Should have used my phone, but it says it's about to run out of battery. <laughs> Typical. Okay. 200 millimeter. 200? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so you need 200 millimeter bodies. That's. Yeah, 10.2 inch wheelbase. Okay. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities now with this. And the fact that it uses, like, um, B74 ring and pinion gears and stuff, too, is, like, that's going to be awesome. And so it tells me the drivetrain is going to be plenty tough. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Skill rally car build, that would be, that would be <laughs> fun. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, let's put together here and get it back. Sean Cook says, uh, "Active toe is epic. That thing makes my phaser seem a tad lame." Is it standard one tenth dimensions? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, standard one tenth touring car. I mean, the phaser is pretty badass for what it is. All things considered. That was a good car. We had those. Did, did we have one or did we both have them? We had one, I think. We had one phaser. That was a good car. Yeah. James Ecker had one of those too. They were nice. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, kind of a more modern take on one, though. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, looking at the sure. platform, you can. this could be a really robust car. Well, and the other thing, too, if I'm under... Because it didn't come with a manual because this is one of the promo ones. And yeah. so it had, like, some stickers and just, real, like, minimal stuff included with it. So I'm looking at it kind of trying to figure out a couple things and see what's available down the line. And it looks like... The center diff in this is locked, but you can run B74 center diff gears oh, in it yeah. and have a live diff in it, too. So you can actually have three diffs in one of these, it appears. God, I could get so stupid with one of these. I know, right, dude? Like, it's just... I don't, I don't know. It's like it's built like a little race car. It, just everything about it. It's so rad. Yeah. There's got to be more down the road that they're planning. I mean, obviously, they're going to have different models and stuff, but, like... I really, really think there's going to be something performance-based around this just because of the way that it's put together. I mean, I can only speculate, really, but, I mean, I totally would want to see a rally car I'd done out of this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I want to do it Especially first, the but... <laughs> and stuff. The springs are a little soft on this. Um, I had a, a slow-motion video. It didn't turn out good enough to post or anything, really, but, like, it, like, unloads the front end pretty hard when you get on it. It's pretty funny, sure. so... <laughs> that's awesome but uh it it launches nice i mean i've never had something brushed that goes as fast as that like it would destroy a slash dude like just no contest it's so fast for what is this thing i think it's a what 10 turn brush motor right yeah ridiculous oh they even okay and you can even get the the drift wheel and tire set mm-hmm. yeah that's i cool. don't think it comes with that yeah, but it's cool that it's kind of, it's an option, though. I feel like it needs it because the rubber, like, I felt bad because I kind of, I mean, I ruined the, the tires, like, appearance-wise for the most part. Like, they're really, really thick, so there's a ton of material there, so you're not going to wear them out anytime soon. And they actually get better grip, bald. But um, they're just too good for letting it, like, break loose and really do stuff because they, they try their best, you know, up. like. He was giving it the beans in the street. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was so surprised when I popped the body off and saw just black dust all over everything, and especially because last night when I drove it, it was freezing cold out. So, I mean, I didn't think the tires would get 
worn at all. I mean, it was, you know, low forties. Oh, yeah. So, not the case. Wow, that's pretty. It was cool, really though. fun. Though. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's been a long time since I've been excited about anything but a crawler or something scale related, and I could see this definitely turning into kind of a another area of scale RC. Yeah, definitely. Chris Trudeau says, I'm excited you have a drift car. <laughs> Should be fun. Just got to play with it a little bit. I have no idea if I want to try doing lockers or just do like a million weight oil in the rear of it or I don't know. I'm not sure what I want to do yet. So we'll see. There's going to be a, that's the crazy part is there's so much setup stuff on this compared to like a TTO2 or something, you know, right. like it's just pretty wild. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the only new new thing RC wise is uh, I finally got a SCX six. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I lucked out. So did you finance it? Like, no, I found it used. <laughs> Seventy two <So>, months. <laughs> no, gotta get uh, right. No, I. <laughs> so I happened. To, so actually, it was another Elia find. Uh, one night I got tagged in a post. Um, some guy in uh, Folsom Lake Scalers was selling his uh, SEX6. He really wanted to get a, a Phoenix. So he was like, yeah, I ran it like seven times. He goes, I'd re- much rather have a Phoenix. So he wanted 700 bucks for it. Rad. So that's, that's the only reason why I jumped on it was because I said <laughs> it's almost half of what it costs brand new. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, me. that's a significant amount. So in- and right now it's... It's with Elio getting all uh, chopped up and uh, turned into a Cadillac. That blew me away when you sent the picture of that body. It's like, dude, that <laughs> is so rad. That is going to be awesome. So you're going to make it like the WFO one? Is that your plan? Yes. Rad. It's ar- going to be really it's ar- cool. Yeah, it's already pretty much getting there. Um, he's already he, So he already sent me a bunch of pictures. He's got the front bumper all mounted up. Like mainly my whole thing was I was just going to let him do his thing to put, to get it mounted. Cause he, like back to the whole body pins and all that stuff, he's really good at getting, um, doing the magnet setup. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So I that's what I was. Like, yeah. So that's actually what I was planning on. But then he just went hog wild and he's like, dude, I'm gonna do boat sides. And I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna go for it. It's there. Do whatever that's you want. Rad. So that's going to be cool. Yep. So it'll be, it's, it's like one of those, it's like another, like kind of like novelty kind of thing. Like it wasn't something that I had my eyes set on. Like I had to go out and buy one, but you know, when the opportunity, you know, presents itself, just kind of jump on it. So yeah. no, that's awesome. Yep. Cause I'm still waiting on, um, uh, my buddy, uh, Nick is still supposed to be working on those axles for the OBS, uh, the 94, replica so it's kind of like killing me because it's like i can't really progress any further until i get that wheelbase dialed in and you need mm-hmm. the leaf springs on the axle in order to do that so right i can't wait to do a leaf build that's like one of the next things on my list is i just absolutely have to do a leaf spring build yeah i'm stoked um I think what I'm actually going to do too is I'm going to hit up Twisted Fabco and I'm going to try and get one of his. Yeah, that would be rad.
I was reading the chat. It was Travis. Oh, it's longer. See, the TTO2 that I've got sitting here, it's actually got an adjustable wheelbase. You can take the rear arms and flip them, and you can shorten the wheelbase. Do you know kind by how crazy. much? I, I don't remember, honestly. It's weird because it's – it's so you can do – oh, oh, I'm sorry. It says right in front of me. You can change it between 251 and 257 millimeters. Um and I have it backwards. I'm sorry. The the apex is 259 according to the spec sheets, so the apex is longer. Um, oh, okay. But most of those cars you can fudge on the wheel well. Yeah, I mean bit. it's like I mean we're talking two millimeters out of yeah like 200 basically 60. So I mean I feel like it's it would be pretty close if not a fit. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much negligible. And then also, Jay, getting back into the monster truck uh, monster truck scene. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, you guys know more about me than I do. Um, yeah, uh, got the um, SMT-10 working and started building some obstacles and stuff. And over last weekend, I built a little, like, tabletop thing that's got two different steepness sides and stuff so that you can, like, roll down the one and, like, nose wheelie away from it and stuff. So it's been kind of fun. It's I haven't... God, I didn't drive at all this week. Like, I don't think I've touched a thing since, like, Saturday. But, um, yeah, it, it's super fun. So I'm going to get some video stuff of it and play around with it because it's, it, it's something that's, like, close by that I can do for, like, 15, 20 minutes and then just go back to whatever it was that I was doing. I don't need to go anywhere. I can just go out in the yard and carry the jumps out there and set them down and mess around. So, no, it's fun. You know, I'm just kind of looking at, like, little, like, hobby things and stuff like that to do because i was planning on doing some rally cross racing this year but um gas prices are probably saying otherwise so i don't think i'll be doing that so i'm trying to find other stuff to do so it'll be unicorn or a uh, truck videos and monster truck unicorn videos, videos. Uh, oh, i was gonna say unicorn but <laughs> I, I meant in a truck on unicorn hunting yep <laughs> um yeah, I still got to finish painting my uh, my monster truck body. It's been like sitting clear with just a bunch of masking all over it for I don't know how long now. Because hmm. the scene around here kind of just died, so it's like, eh, there's no real push. Dude, it's so fun, like just little like backflip variations and stuff and bouncing off of things, and it it's way more fun than I thought it would be once you have one that's like built up and you have some stuff to drive it on. So that that's been actually a really good time, but. I don't know. It's it's good practice, and it kind of like keeps you on top of like your throttle reaction and stuff like that. So it's a good way to kind of keep your skills in check, you know. So it's fun. Yeah. Chris Trudeau says, "Let's yeah. talk about that CEN truck." Uh, your CEN truck, the the lacy. We never truck. really talked about it, did we? Other than the fact that I said like the body was super nice, I think that was really about it. Um, now I've only driven it like twice it's it's actually too fast for the wheels and tires that are on it right now it's got those rc four-wheel drive military the mil spec tires on it and then the proline um god whatever the hell they are i forget proline's dually wheels the ones that look like they're you know like heavy equipment military ones but uh anyways yeah no it's that thing's got like a six and a half turn brushless system in it so it's we i set it up that way because the stock tires are really hard and it was like fun to like drift it around and stuff, especially 
because it was such a long wheelbase that you can just keep it going for a really long time. So that that's kind of a fun thing. But uh, I I just haven't had a chance to drive it because it's kind of a useless vehicle for the most part. You know, like it's too nice to you know take out and beat on, and it's too fast for its own good. So it's just kind of sitting right now until its trailer shows up for it. So. Which actually, um, I don't know if I've asked you this in a while. So, have you heard anything else from Lacey Blair other than her sharing your one post? No, and it's just me dropping the ball. Um, I think she shared two because I had posted another one on the SOR page or something. But um, I've got our proposal that I'm working on right now, and I've got like I'm starting to incorporate pictures and stuff like that into it. So when I get all that done, um, I'll have pictures that I had sent her worked into it so that she can take a look at it and see. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if it happens, cool. If not, you know, I got a lot of other like decal kit ideas for like bed decals and stuff for them. So, but I don't know. It'd be fun to like figure out like a lift for one of them or something or some parts. But it's it's a, it's a nice truck. I mean, it, it, it doesn't steer, um, even beside the fact that it's really, really long, it still doesn't have any kind of decent steering angle, which is weird because they built in a ton of caster to it. So, like, when you turn, like, the tires are, like, kicked out pretty far. Like, it looks like it would actually not be a bad crawler axle if it wasn't for just not having nearly enough steering travel. But, oh, well. It's just something nice to look at and make stuff for. You know, it's like I said, it's kind of a worthless car, really. I mean, like, I'm not going to go by myself and chill somewhere and, like, drive it around with a trailer and a truck on the back of it, you know. It's kind of weird. Just vibing. Well, well, no, actually, now you do have a a reason to build it up. That could be your tow rig for the Hoonigan truck, and you put the Hoonigan truck on a trailer and just tow it wherever you're going and then drift off it. Then you got to start getting good at <laughs> drifting like around it and like back up onto the trailer. Have unfolding ramps. And stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. no, it's, I don't know. The Hoonigan truck actually looks really kind of silly next to scalers because of its size. But I mean, like if it had a sedan body or anything else on it, it would look normal in a scale garage, you know? But the, fa- the fact that it's a pickup one, it's just a little bit too small. I mean, they're next to an Ecto. Like, I don't even think you could fit both drivers inside it. I mean, oh, right. that's a terrible, terrible representation there. But anyways, it's small. So it's probably easier to tell where it's sitting right now. Cool. Yeah. I haven't even checked to see what else is new lately here. Uh, right before we got on, um, I noticed that Axial released the SCX-10 3 in an RTR, the the JL, I believe. I could, it, could be, it could be old news, but I just saw a post for it. Obligatory, another deep comment. Yeah, well, huh. we all kind of... It was interesting because... So they came out with so the ten three was originally a, was a kit, then it came out with um, then they came out with the Gladiator, but the Gladiator was ready to run, and now you can get JL as a ready to run. I thought you already could because they had like the gray one and the orange one, and I thought those already were RTRs. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at no. right now. STX 10. Let me. 
No, because my SCX-10 three was a kit. Yeah, but I, I think they've had RTRs for quite some time, though, I thought. Then why did... Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you can get them in RTRs. Yeah, I, I thought they'd been around for a while. Oh, because I swear I just saw a post for it. That That's why I said I could be way off, but I swear I just saw a post for it. Yeah, the kit's the blue one. The... And yeah, the gray RTR, that was added. The gray and the red, yeah, July last year. Or yeah. no, 2020 is what I said. Yeah, so two years ago. The hell have you been doing, Adam? No, because, okay, dude, Axial just released seven hours ago Axial SCX-10.3 Jeep JL Wrangler RTR. Like, why would that put, why, I mean, I don't know, unless it's just, like, trying to keep people interested. Why the hell would you post that? Like, you, to me, it made it sound like it like was a new or something. Yeah, they're just probably That's, trying to make awareness. I mean, I I circle back and post old stuff all the time, just you know, to keep yeah, it moving, and stuff, it and keep it in front of people. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Let's see. Leave it to me. I will get to the bottom of this. Adam's brought shame upon his clan. Yeah, it happens <laughs> to the best of us. Or the worst of us. Dude, trust me, I know. I put my foot in my mouth more than once. Seahawks fans. Oh, yeah. Dude, Russell's <laughs> gone. He's finally out of our. I shouldn't division. have said that. I don't want to talk about it, actually. So, Dude, I'm so. I mean, just. Hey, I'm not a big football know, fan or anything, but, like, he did a lot of philanthropy work up here, and it was really important you know like he did a lot of important work especially with like the children's cancer hospitals and stuff like that and it's just it's just sad to see him go you know he was just good for the community nice person yeah and you know who else you guys lost to bobby wagner Rob, yeah bobby wagner that one hurts more yeah that does guess, that, that stung it, a little bit and guess where he's going he's not going to say every every nfc west team has exposed it he's not going no. to the niners he already, he already made it like he posted something. I don't know. I saw something. This is another post I saw. He like tweeted out or something saying the best revenge will be served in red and gold. What? <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, it's we okay. We keep still having everything well. cool taken away from us up here. Oh, because he was saying today on Twitter that uh, he said the craziest thing about the whole thing was that he didn't even find out from the Seahawks he's being let go. Well, that's messed up. No, but you know what? I've noticed that that's been like the theme in the NFL with certain players. Like, uh, like for instance, what's his name? Um, when uh, they traded Jared Goff for um, yeah, they didn't tell Matthew him. Either. They didn't even tell him. He didn't yeah. know until like he like landed on his vacation. Yeah, yeah all right. And that's such a life-altering decision, especially for somebody like Wilson, who's just way deeply rooted up here. You well, know, I mean, Wilson like, wa- Wilson wanted out. He did. Yeah, he oh. was one foot out the door. He's going to go to Denver and have like six hundred rushing yards and like fifty touchdowns, and then we're going to find out like, oh yeah, it was just because he didn't want to be here. That's all it is. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, also the the whole Bobby thing. They were shopping him with the combine, and Bobby's his own agent, so chances are it's just the grapevine just made it back to him that they were looking to you know that, not to bring him back. But yeah, and I was just on his Twitter. I didn't see any 
Yeah, no, it's not that. So once, once again, I'm reading wrong. So what my brother sent me was the guy who commented on it said uh, revenge is served best in red and gold. But he did. <laughs> it was him saying how he got let go by the Seahawks and didn't even know about it. Yeah. He had to hear about it like third hand. That's so messed up. It's like getting yeah. broken up with over a text message. Well, like, uh, you know, a, no, it's a, not even been broken up with over a text message. It's like getting broken up with over like a letter that got lost in the mail <laughs> and, and your whole and your, and your whole life is already like continued on. Someone without who's you, not you. even connected to the situation telling you it's over. <laughs> like Exactly. Like the, yeah. Like literally like the mailman, like, dude, I've got some terrible news for you. I'm like, who are you? I was like, well, that it, Chris Trudeau brought up a really good point, actually, in the comments. He was like, NBA, I don't know what WOJ is, but, I mean, N- NBA players find out from WOJ on uh, on ESPN. And that's true. Like, some of the inside, I mean, the whole, like, Brady retirement thing, I mean, they blew out that before Brady even announced he retired. And then there was a little bit where, like, people were wondering if, like, okay, is this actually real? Because now they're commenting on it, and they're like, okay, are we just which, – everyone is so which, desperate to get the story out, you know, that's – which now is like what's going on with um, with that too is I keep seeing stuff saying that he wants to play one final for farewell season and it's with the 49ers. And I'm like, it's probably going to sound really weird. I'm so torn because <sighs> I hate the guy. I'm sorry. I do not like Tom Brady. I'm not a Tom Brady fan. And he's a local. Born and raised in San Mateo, California. That's 10 minutes away from here. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I just, I'm sorry, I don't like him. So it's like, I don't know, I don't know what I would do if somebody you're not a fan of became your quarterback. It's your best chance at a ring anytime soon. So, yeah, you got that. But I mean, I don't know. We're in so much turmoil right now. It's not even funny, dude. We didn't, we didn't franchise tag anybody. We're like two million over the cap. It's just stuff's <laughs> looking very scary for the 49ers. That's all I got to say. It's all right. We took on about 16 mil in dead cap with the Russell trade, so we're starting to feel it a little bit ourselves. Yeah, we still got to play him one more time this year. We play the Broncos. Yeah, we do too. I mean, that's. I think that's going to be. I wonder if Russell will get booed in that game. Probably by like Seattle standards. I mean, it's not like Philadelphia where they throw batteries and stuff at you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Probably might not be the The warmest welcome. The only other thing that I saw that was pretty wild, like similar to that, was um, when the Lakers got stomped by, was it the Pelicans? I don't know. They got at home. They like got beat like bad. It was like a thirty point deficit, and when they were leaving at the end of the game, the fans were booing. Yeah, the Pelicans sound like. A New Hampshire JV high school team. Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst name ever. Yeah, they didn't think too hard on that one. No. Well, so well, I'm not a. I'm okay. Basketball is my least knowledgeable area because um, I've like recently just gotten into it, like within like the last like two years. But uh, from my understanding, uh, it all got kind of weird because of a. Uh, you know, the way they do expansions and stuff. So I guess what happened was it was the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Then they relocated to New Orleans. So then they were the New Orleans Hornets. Then they they went, there was a, you know, then they reopened the franchise in 
um, North Carolina, and they were like, hey, we still want to be called the Charlotte Hornets. So now they had uh, New Orleans had to give up their name, went back to Charlotte. So they were like, all right, we're going to be the Pelicans. That's so dumb. Hey, you guys got a hockey team that's the Seattle Kraken. I know. I, they missed. They missed a huge opportunity to call the stadium the Crack House. <laughs> <laughs> like your one like big marketing ticket. Oh, where they, where's the Kraken even play? I don't even know. Like, climate I, I, climate I Pledge Arena, there. so key. Because mm. I mean, Key's been dormant since the Sonics left. They do concerts oh, in the cool. WNBA plays there, but I mean that's. You know, minimal usage. That's where, hilarious. Where was the Judas Priest concert? Everett. Um, Everett? Yeah, at Angel of the Winds. Yeah, yeah normally oh, it's in wow. normally it's in Kent, uh, but this year they were in Everett. Wow, that's crazy, huh? Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun night. Yeah, I'm gonna join cool. Travis. Do it. Now that I've now that I finished the energy, now I need to. I got to What are you I guys keep, drinking white claws? Keep <laughs> California chill. Oh. Mentioned sports for like 30 seconds and the alcohol had to come out. <laughs> yep. We go hand yep. in hand. Yep. <laughs> um yeah. I know and it's funny cuz we never really try to like dabble in anything else other than like, you know, the RC stuff, but hey, we all have a uh, other other It's okay to have other stuff. interests, yeah. We've done We've done 99 of these episodes up to this point with everything fairly focused. That's Dude, probably that's a lie, but <laughs> as far as I can remember, <laughs> that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm going through the stages of grief with the Seahawks right now anyway. So. I, I understand that. It's okay. We uh, like I had the whole... It will be I better. Know. I remember what it used to be before they were any good. I'm one of the ten yeah. people that remember when the Seahawks were garbage. Yeah. So I'll live. And so. then, and then, and it's funny because that's kind of like what happened. Like I don't know. I wonder if like you guys will now be similar to like what happened with us. It's like we had we were you know we had the whole quote unquote dynasty years going on forever, and then we went into a slump, and then we kind of started seeing some light, and then we sucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because, like, I remember, I mean, the sta- it's funny how the standard changes, and this is the, you know, the thing about sports fans, but it's like, I remember, like, when, I remember, like, when I was told that Sean Alexander was released, I think Dad told me, and I remember how bummed I was, it was like 2007, I was like nine, and I was like, dude, it's over. They just had like a ten and six season and got a limit like to spanked by Green Bay to end the season. I'm like, oh my god, like the the good years are over. You know, speaking like, of Green Bay, right? And then Hasselbeck got released, and then I was sad about that. And then we got good, and then okay, well, you know, it's like all right, well, like <laughs> it's been a ride for like it, it's been an emotional roller coaster for fans of Seattle. Yeah, but it's, like it's we just how it goes. Good for so long, and then they were, then they weren't, then they were. Yeah. Well, unless you're the Browns, you're just never good. For True. the Jets, or oh, yeah. sorry, Joe Scales. Yeah. 
Yeah, the I was Lions, saying the G- yeah. But the, did the Texans do anything anymore? No. No. The Especially Texans. after they lost Deshaun Watson. The Texans are like running people out of town bad. Like nobody yeah. wants to be there. Yeah. Weird. Oh, it's Chris Trudeau's yeah, birthday. Remember. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. 44th anniversary from it's... escaping the womb. Congratulations. Older than Chris. Wow. Dude, that sounds like some like... I'm older than everybody. Metal. I was going to say, that sounded like some parody metal album. Yeah. <laughs> Escape the womb. Escaping the womb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he brought up a good point. Chris Joe, he's a Trailblazer fan. They're in tank mode right now. That's true. The Trailblazers Ooh, are in dumpster fire. They, they, they the just got Trailblazers. They just got spanked by the Jazz the other night. Yeah. Well, they're in like they're in like full rough. resting players mode. Like they've called the season done. Like they're over. There it's weird that it's happening. I, I'm wondering what happened because the the Blazers are owned by the same person who owns the Seahawks. And consequently both of these teams just decided we're just gonna completely bomb the front office so i don't know makes me wonder if jody allen's gonna sell the teams or something because she never wanted to be part of any of it in the first place she just inherited it from her brother Hmm. so i'm yeah i'm wondering that about that now yeah because um they because they got rid of uh cj mccullen he's uh he's a pelican now chris can talk chris can speak to this too but i'm pretty sure damian lillard's on the way out as well i don't know he's on um he's still recovering from his uh, surgery Mm. my brother's a huge trailblazers fan he's a seahawks fan too he's an even bigger trailblazers fan, so he's probably way bummed out right now i'll have to text him and ask you traded everyone away short of oh we do have something What'd you say? We do actually have. Oh, I was going to say we actually do have something that I wanted to announce. Um, I'm going to get it boxed up tonight. But our cover photo winner, Joe Ingstrom, won a hard body that I was working on. Oh, yeah. That, um, he's going to inherit and finish building out. So we've got that. And then um, a set of generals mounted up on some aluminum wheels so Rad. with okay. different bead lockers and stuff. So, yeah, it'll end up being, you know, like, pretty nice looking truck if he wants to use it or sell it or whatever but anyways yeah the winner of the cover photo contest that was a prize was inheriting this uh jeep project of mine rad okay so there you go i don't think he's watching but i know that he's excited about it cool yeah at least at least you're able to bring us back into the rc talk yeah, you reeled us in. <laughs> well, I just remembered because I made like a special point of going out to get it so that I could show it. <laughs> and it's been sitting here next to me for over an hour, and I still didn't say anything about it. So. <laughs> oh, he is here. Yeah. Yep, Joe's here. There you uh, go. Right Congrats, on, Joe. Yeah, Rad. Um, so was there any like new releases or anything we wanted to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Axial has some new SCX 10, three RTRs that they just came out with. Uh, you're funny. <laughs> some cheap ones. <laughs> you had me on the ropes there for a minute. We, we should talk about those for a second. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 
I was like, at first I was like, oh, is he being serious? And then when we got to the part where it was Jeeps, I was like, yeah, good one. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I don't think there's been really much released at all lately. Well, I mean, okay. Have you guys... Um, have you guys seen uh, what's his name? The guy that makes the um, the bypass shocks. Oh, uh, long long zoo, long yeah, something like that. Yeah, X X U E, I think is how you spell his last name. Yep. Yeah, amazing, right? So my buddy Nick got a set of those. Oh, did he? Yes. And he put them on the bomber that I sold him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, the so bomber doesn't even run, but he had to put the shocks on there. Did he get the set of four so it's got front and rear? I believe so. Yeah. Off to look back. Oh, yeah, dude, give me a second. I'm going to look back so through. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to look back through. That's going to look really cool. That's one thing I wish that it would we'd be able to do is somehow adapt two shocks onto the, like the GKS suspension. That'd be neat. Be always, a lot of work though. Always make something, but yeah. I just like the way that those bypass shocks look, and I don't have anything to put them on, but I think they're awesome. I wish I had. They look amazing. Capacity for a router here sometimes because it would be so easy to just proof out ideas and do things like that. Like if we just wanted to make just a quick one-off for doing some bypass, that'd be a cool way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm scrolling through the A main site. Traxxas released a lot of colored winch fair leads. Um, Sick. Vanquish, a couple more inner ring styles that are colored, which look really cool. I see our trailing arms at A main and their new stuff. Uh, the retractable awning at A main. Um, Tamiya's got one of the six-wheeled early, early um, F1 cars coming out. Oh, yeah, Formula 1's yeah. returning soon, too. Yeah. A gold edition Tamiya lunchbox. Bunch of new Tamiya semi-trucks that are scale ones. Like three or four, it looks like. That's pretty cool. Tamiya Opal Calibra V6. Wow, that is a rad looking car. TT01E. It's only 137. That's really good. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of scale RC stuff. Losi's got a uh, Mint 400 Desert Camo, Desert Digital Camo, um, Mint 400 Limited Edition. Baja Ray. That's pretty cool looking. More semis. Um, the Tamiya Farm King for your scale farm of corn. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot. Trailfinder 3, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's in their new section. Yeah, kind of slow, guys. I mean, all things considered, we're probably at that point anyways where... Yeah. 
think we're about an hour okay, which, Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's bugging me is the fact that I saw the picture somewhere. He either sent it to me or something with the with the shocks on the um on the bomber and I even commented to him. I was like, dude, after I put the UC Fab sway bar back on there for you because I knew it was going to you, I said you took it off to put those shocks on, and he said I had to. There's no way to get uh, both shocks on there with the sway bar. I can't find it now. It's not I, on his Instagram. It's- I think there's a way to do it. Um, you would have to probably narrow the sway bar or use the front mounts for it because you can put the sway bar in two places on a bomber i'm trying to think i don't have one in front of me so i don't remember exactly but it it takes some work but i think you can do it it's just the thing that's bothering me is i know i've seen the picture somewhere and i can't find it yeah i hate that it's not in my picture text and it's not on instagram so i don't know where the hell it went unless he had it on instagram and then deleted it for some reason i don't know hmm Unless it's no, it can't be that farther back because I just gave him the bomber. A lot of new one inch tires coming out. Pitbull's even got a bunch now. That's pretty cool. Oh, but yeah. Well, should we get jamming? I, so. I guess we can get jamming. Uh, there's yeah. not much. Hopefully, we we're exciting enough. Yeah, we um, forgot to like we forgot to shoot off like party favors and everything since it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the celebration at? But yeah. Um... Chris Joe with a couple last-minute reminders. Mint 400 happening. Um, SCX 24 market going kind of crazy. Um, the yeah, a couple as well. Actually. Tamaya coming out with a new rally car soon. I wonder if I should go grab that. There is one other little thing I picked up. I want to try and make it work for my 24th scale. Hold on one second. I'll go grab it. Okay. Oh, yeah, they didn't have pictures of the new rally car yet. Hmm. SOR element towers in the way soon. <laughs> okay, so 124th scale, uh, 94. Oh, sick. Wow. 40 bucks on, 40 bucks on wow. eBay. Wow, so really cool. the only problem is it's a long bed so i gotta chop it and shorten it but dude the interior, that, the interior that's crazy even, even looks like my truck so that's i gotta I, I gotta make that work with the 124th scale so. <laughs> that's cool that'll be cool dude <laughs> it just won't be it just won't be leaf sprung it'll have to be linked because i don't think i can make leaf springs that small 
But that's about the yeah, only other thing I got going on. Oh, you know, wasn't that little Proline 124th scale from Forever Ago Leaf Springs? The ambush? Remember that little, what did it, I forget what they called it now, but they have leafs on that little thing. Um, it'd probably be impossible to track one down to rub the parts off of it, but that would be really, really cool. They may have it in their website of like old stuff. You know, if you look it up, maybe poke around their website a little bit. I'm really struggling to remember the name of what that car was. It was like a ridge line or ridge crest or something like that is what they called that little crawler. But they, they were kind of ahead of the ahead of everybody, like ahead of their time. You know, I mean, that was years and years and years ago that they had that thing. But it was, I want to say that was leaf sprung. Off the look, because the only thing I remember that Proline came out that was tiny was the ambush. That's what it was, the ambush. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a leafer. It was? No. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm at the look. <laughs> We're not gone yet. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, it was Leafs, dude. There is one on eBay right now. Oh, no, those are just frame rails. Never mind. That is so sick, though. Yeah, I mean, they had little bead blocks back then and everything. They were way ahead of their time. The funny thing is you can yeah, still... Yeah, you need to track one of these down, dude. You, no, well, you, the funny thing is, you can still you get. Say it like, broke up a minute. Sorry, you can get, um, you can get the leaf springs. The you can still find the proline leaf springs for the ambush. Sweet. Well, there you like go. This one. Oh, never mind. Stock zero zero zero. Never mind. Off the off the hunt down a little bit more. <laughs> Those have got to be so tiny. I can't even imagine. That thing had really cool shock towers too. See it as like hoop style shock towers. Gosh, you know what always cracks me up is when you look up stuff like this, and you're looking up, um, you know, like Proline Ambush leaf springs, and then when you mm -hmm. click the shopping, everything's for like real trucks. You're looking at like all pro leafs for six hundred bucks. Yeah, I've had that happen a lot lately. Mostly on eBay, I've noticed. Well, eBay and Amazon both do that quite a bit. Oh, and then the other thing that was kind of like freaky, and then we can leave, is so we used StreamYard this time to share this, right? Yeah. So when I opened mm -hmm. up Instagram to go read the questions, <laughs> that first ad was for StreamYard. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding. Yep. That's what it was on Facebook when I opened up my phone. The very first ad <laughs> that came to it. They're listening. Yep, they do. That's pretty well established by now, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> I like it when those algorithms get stuff wrong though, and like recommend the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah, I had a bunch of like baby care stuff the other day. I was like, huh, I wonder what it heard. <laughs> Damn. Was that a weird dream? There, there is an ambush yeah. for sale on Amazon right now. I mean, Amazon. Amazon eBay. or eBay? eBay. How much? 
170. I don't know. That's got a lot of stuff you need. It depends how important that that thing is to you. I don't know. It's a lot of money just to rob the leaf springs off of it. Unless you end up just using that platform altogether. Tell me about it. I don't know. I'll play around. Like I said, I haven't gotten, you know, I don't know. Basically, per usual, somebody sends me something and then the gears start spinning. Basically, somebody was selling a was was selling a SCX24 with the same Chevy body on it, but it was like that ugly 90s green, you know, you know green I'm talking about that Chevy had. And it was kind of like a turquoise like the green. green that was like a bleak, greeny blue kind of. Yes, that one. And yeah, that was he terrible. had that one. He had that for sale. He wanted like 300 bucks. I'm like, for that? I said, it's it's just a body on top of an SCX24. There's nothing like, you know, I'm not trying to knock the guy, but there's nothing like super crazy about it. And then I was talking to my buddy about that. I said, man, I'd love to do a, you know, a 124 scale like that. And he goes, you know, they got those bodies all over the place on eBay. And I'm like, what? And then I hopped on and first one I found, and he even said 94 Silverado extended cab, $44. And I'm like, sold. Yeah, that's rad. So. Dude, it's pretty crazy. I mean, like, just the amount of tires alone for 124th. Like, that It that scene has exploded so much. It's so crazy. Because from what I've seen, and because I'm on the SCX24, you know, page on Facebook, is you can get into it for, like, the whole family can get into it for what you'd pay for one one-tenth scale. That's true. That's a really good point. I so mean, there's like, almost as many tire options as there is for 1.9s now. I mean, it's crazy. Like you can get um, BFG KR3s, like the the um, Baja TAs. You can get those from RC Four Wheel Drive. Um, you can get Pitbull Rockers now. You, I mean, it just like one or two different kinds of Falcon Wild Peaks. Like, dude, it's crazy. There's so many different brands now. Oh, tell me about it. Pretty and cool. then. It's like, and now they're making, they're making like comp chassis for them. Like you can straight up get like a flat rail, like they'd almost like set up like the brazen, you know, with the crazy where it's like uh-huh. angled forward and you're like, and these guys are taking them and they're making scale crawler courses and they're like crawling these insane lines and you're like, and that's what the 24th scale. It's just, yeah, it's pretty it's crazy. crazy. I never touch ours. Like it, it's such a waste. I mean, they just... They sit on a shelf, and that's it. We have Trav has a 24th scale Enduro, and then I've got one too. And then here we have a Byte SCX24 Jeep, and it just sits. I mean, which which is funny because on the shelves ahead of me, that's what I'm staring at right now. I got my SCX24 Jeep, the one that I kind of like <laughs> tried to do up to look like Michelle's. It's been sitting there because I got it all done for Axial Fest and didn't I didn't even pull it off the truck dash to even put it up in the thing. I was out on trail. And then I got the Suburban next to it that Elio gave me like years ago. And then up on the shelves over there, I got the the 67 Chevy C10 that's still sitting in the box. And then I got the B17 Betty Limited Edition. So it's like – and they're just wow. sitting there. I literally – I literally only took the B17 out to like get my number off of it to see what number I had and put it back in the box. <laughs> that's, that's cool though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm starting to like. Yeah, it'd know. be fun to. 
start playing. Yeah. It's just another one of those rabbit holes where you just end up sinking tons of time and money into it. Which which I get hard. Like so much stuff. Yeah. Which is where I'm at right now because I'm like I was like, oh, I could take the C10 and I could turn that thing into a to a comp rig, but it's like, what am I gonna do? I don't even I mean I haven't even finished I haven't even finished this guy. I got (laughs) I got gears I gotta put in it, but this is supposed to be my comp rig and this thing's still not even done. So it's getting there, but it's like I just don't have We need to talk to you um, at some point, like in the next week or so, and see if you would want to go to uh, Dead Man's Crawl. And maybe we just, like all of us, fly down there and we just split like a rental car in a hotel for the weekend. Where's Dead Man's Crawl at again? I know it's uh, so called Horseman's Park. So like it's at Horseman, just like them. Yeah. Same thing as um, Prolong by the Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same spot. Yeah, I just got to look at. So uh, something to think about. Yeah, I'll just have to see what weekend it is. Cool. Well, should we try going again? Sure. Yeah, this sure. time we're going for real. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. All right. Well, Catch everybody later. Thanks yeah, for thank you everybody in. for joining. Had a lot of fun. Looking forward to the next hundred. And um, yeah, we'll get this for anybody who missed it. We'll get this uploaded um, as part of a normal show. I, I, re- I remember to record it. Thankfully, about five minutes in. So <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be it'll be here for anybody who's missing it. But uh, otherwise, yeah. Um, Thank you for joining, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Cool. All righty. All right, we're done. Okay. Cool. All righty. Boy, it started breaking up really bad on my end. Was it? There's been a couple. There's been a couple times, like on your, like on my end, when you're talking, you get like kind of like it's like, and you're then you like come through clear. Yeah, style. yeah, that it, It's just you and me that it's doing it to, I think, because I did, I didn't notice it with Travis, but I noticed it was doing it with me and you. Might be because see that was the stream. Yeah, I don't know because what I did also is um I got a repeater for all the way back here, so that way the um mm. internet would hopefully be better. That's part of the reason why I've never mm. done a show back here. That makes sense. Dude, we have one in the living room, and it makes no difference whatsoever. It's crazy. Yeah, there's something fundamentally wrong with your guys' internet. I don't understand it. It's like my laptop and my phone both only. Well, let's see. My phone, for whatever reason, has full Wi-Fi signal but my computer has a dot in one line and that's it so my router is less than 25 feet from me yeah both of mine have full so i don't know i don't know if it still works the same Oh, cool. Yeah.